Hello, sports and spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut. And find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. Anthony Panthony, this is your tape. <laughs> uh, thank you. As everybody already knows, the Panthers are my 13th reason why. <laughs> I'll talk football in a little bit because this is sports and spaghetti. We should just start calling it spaghetti and sports. It doesn't flow right. But we're going to start off with, with, the, with our food section as normal. Why do, what, why do I feel like it's a TED Talk today? Why am I talking directly into the souls of our <laughs> listeners? That's good. You, you talk right into their souls. I hate you. A little ASMR. You know what I don't understand? What's that? And I, and I know I'm not going to ramble. I don't understand what we witnessed earlier out there in our living room. I've never seen a dog licking another dog's inner ears yeah, in was, such a loving way. I don't know if it was. I think it was lust. I think uh, it, was it was just more, not a pure passion. It was a passionate affair. <laughs> and now, uh, uh, yeah, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, and, and anyway, it was Pewter and Benny. Nemo's fine. but uh, But yeah. It kind of fits the the day. Today is um, what did I say it was? Getting creative here. That's what they were doing. <laughs> sure, call it creativity. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. We got hey, we got creative with dinner. That's for sure. You know, weekday, rainy weekday, end of the month. Need that paycheck. Uh, you make do with what you have. We're trying to get here to. Fr- I'm trying to get to Friday. You you got to wait till the first. I gotta get to first i i'm trying to get to friday here um and we're i'm halfway home really and uh so we pieced it together today uh we didn't do anything crazy we didn't do anything crazy making dinner (laughs) our producer sitting over on my left side did something crazy we'll talk about that in a moment um but we didn't make anything crazy i just made a little bit of chicken thin sliced chicken breast And um and some sweet potatoes and carrots roasted in the oven. Nothing crazy. Little craft. Little craft. Little, little craft. Paw Patrol. Haven't had it in a minute. It was delicious. It's different. Sometimes. As an adult, it does. I'm see, I've always been a Velveeta guy. Oh no. You know who likes Velveeta? Who? Melissa. What's superior? You know what she used to do when we start when we first started dating. This is before I really started cooking. Cooking, but she double up the cheeses in a single Velveeta. <laughs> no, but listen, she would take. So she she's an Annie's girl. Yep. I grew I'm up never, on never a fan. I grew up on craft. I transitioned to Annie's. I have to say I'm Annie's now. But anyway, what she would do is she would make the the purple box, the white cheddar shells. Yep. Okay. The, there's a rabbit on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so what she would do, and she thought it was God's gift to food, to the culinary arts. She would buy the the ragu cheese sauce in the in the jar, the yellow ragu cheese sauce. And so she would make the the Annie's mac and cheese, and then she would add more ragu cheese sauce. Nick, you talk about awful. And she said, she said, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, she's like, I want to ask you an honest question. 
were you just trying to make me happy? I said, absolutely. That was horrendous. So when we eventually take that trip to Philly, maybe visit Liam, uh, when we get you that when you when we get you that authentic Philly cheesesteak, you're going without any cheese because they use the cheese whiz. You're not. You're that's not the, pathetic. You're not. That's that's how it goes, though. That's a disgrace. That's a disgrace. Velveeta is an abomination. I, love, I said it. I love Velveeta. There's like three million milligrams of sodium in that. You know what your body's number does, one function it does, is? No, it doesn't help with the cut. Do you know what your body's number one function is? To remove sodium. Yeah, you can't do that if there's three million milligrams of it in you. And you need to drink seven gallons of water just to neutralize so it. So drink seven gallons of water. <sighs> Life's about give and take. I suppose. It was a... It was an eventful evening, though, on the cooking front, because we uh, we filmed our, our new segment. I guess we can call it a segment. This is going to be our first official, we'll call it a first official TikTok segment when our producer wants to produce. Uh, yeah, a, all that all talk right now, until we see some producing. Oh, yeah. Here we sit on the 24th <laughs> of January. So start. So, uh, as, as many of you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to do an intro for the TikTok. Yes. Um, many of you may or may not know, um, he's called Picky Nicky for a reason. <laughs> Nick, just list some of the foods that you don't like. Just give us a real short list, because uh, there's a mac whole... Mac and cheese, cereal, uh, quesadillas, <laughs> uh, most vegetables. Uh, yeah, that's good. What about one. goldfish? Uh, goldfish, uh, like uh, Doritos, uh, like... Mayo, uh, mustard, uh, cheese on my hamburger. What about relish? Uh, relish. Uh, anything on my hamburger, to be honest. Anything <laughs> on my tacos, too. <laughs> so we're not working with much here, ladies and gentlemen. So our newest segment is we're just going to make Nick try things on camera. And we are his reaction to his repertoire <laughs> of food. And we added to that today, I think, in a big way, um... We kind of came in a little bit strong because we gave him something that that really neither of us love. It was a tough first day. It was, I got to be honest with you, that was a hard one. There's going to be, I would have gone with the mac and cheese in a heartbeat over over the sweet potato that you tried. Now, it was just a roasted sweet potato. They're soft. They are rather mushy. They've got that uh, sweet flavor that I don't really love in a potato. And I put my my seasoning on it and a little olive oil, a little butter. I mean, it's a, it's a sweet potato in the oven. It's it's not gonna blow anybody away. Uh, Did it blow you away, Nick? I regret not choosing the mac and cheese. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll try that one too one day. Wait till we start going crazy and we start making things with like lamb and uh, you know and, I've and, still never had lamb. Really? Yeah. Okay, so we have to make it. I mean, I'm not a, a, against trying it. Mouse or not, we have to do that. No, we got to do that. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, there, there's going to be easier ones. Yeah. Like, try a goldfish. That's not going to be easy. That's not going to be easy for me, honestly. But the sweet potato was trash. There I'm really is upset about it. no way Seriously. you eat a goldfish and hate it. There's no way. I just I've I don't never, like cheese like that. I, I don't like cheese. I have never met a human being that didn't like goldfish. Like it doesn't cheese, taste bro. even remotely like cheese. I don't like cheese. Does it taste at all like cheese? No, it's a baked snack cracker. It has no cheese flavor. When you eat a goldfish, it's not like, ooh, that tastes like cheddar. It's not the same thing with a cheese it. A cheese it doesn't taste like cheese at all either. It looks gross. 
Like cheesy grossness. It's a salty cracker. It looks like cheesy grossness. Well, we're getting you're like gonna you will butter. be trying a goldfish on on TikTok. Oh, absolutely. Um, but again, dinner was simple. We kind of we kind of threw it together because again, we're just getting creative here. Um, but you know, the, everybody's been there. Of course, there's no shame in trying to scrape them together. But the real you know the real update here is definitely follow our social medias because we I think we have a producer now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look forward to a TikTok post tonight or tomorrow and some posts tonight or tomorrow. Okay. Love that. I love, love that. the energy. We'll yeah. see what happens in the morning when I send a text <laughs> and he's sleeping we love until that. 3 o'clock. Um, but, yeah, no, we wanted to introduce our newest uh, newest segment, and it's just going to be Nikki Tries New Things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, it, you should know be hash- it should be Nikki Do It. You know what's going to be really good? Mm. When we start, you know, enough people start seeing it where we can take requests. Oh man! I can't wait for that one. <laughs> oh, people are just going to give me like the worst stuff if they start making requests. Yes, they are. They're going to say yeah. like Calamar, uh, and they're going to you. Know, <laughs> you bet. I mean, we can always turn it to where it's like they give them something real bad, and we can kind of try to make it good, make that an episode. And then yeah. Oh no, it. you're going to try what they say. <laughs> we're, we're, what we say we're, or they say. We're 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 men of the people. Oh but, man, yeah. We kept it nice and short with the food today. Yeah, we're gonna we gotta dive into sports today. There's Anthony. a lot going on in sports and there's stuff on the you know, on the list we haven't even really gotten to yet because Isn't this awesome? We have such a busy sports I know, day. it's great. It's great. Um but anyway, I mean what we're what we're used to hearing right out of the food segment, um, you might hear some things that are good, you might hear some things that are bad, and you're definitely gonna hear some things that are eh. Because you're going to be hearing in no particular order with Mr. Chris Walker. Take it away. Thank you. Um, shout out to um, Felipe. Shout out to Felipe uh, right off the hop here. Um, happy birthday, Felipe. Happy uh, birthday, Felipe. It was Felipe's birthday yesterday, um, the 23rd. Um, one of our most loyal and one of our very first, one of the first regular listeners of our podcast he still listens to every episode still emails me weekly about the episodes pretty much um big shout out to felipe happy birthday we love felipe he's here. crushing it in 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 school and and thank you for being a great loyal listener um so i wanted to get that out of the way um because we love you um all right let's start with the good i want to also shout out my friend danny from camp uh, Danny listens every week too. He's a big Chelsea fan, um, Chelsea soccer that is football club. Danny, Danny, the Danny I know. No, not the Danny oh, you okay. know. Okay, all right, um, all right. No, a a different a different Danny, um, a a different Danny indeed. Yeah, I don't know that Danny. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway. Chelsea has won six of his of their last seven matches. They've won six out of seven matches in all competitions, and what? No, nothing. And four of five in Premier League play. Um, it's a real welcome change after they started the season near the bottom of the standings. I mean, they were in fourteenth, fifteenth place it, all season. It was looking embarrassing. Yeah, them. it was terrible. And I was talking with Danny a lot. He's got a big. Um, in his house, he's got a big Chelsea the 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 scarf looking. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it thinks yes, yes. uh, it says Chelsea FC on it. 
Uh, he's a big fan. And he was like, this is disgusting, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. He loved Pulisic, but. Yeah. Uh, but now they just reached the Carabao Cup final for the seventh time, which is the most of any team. And Pochettino um, might lead them to a trophy. He said this week that they're desperate, that he's desperate to win a trophy to get some hardware for yeah. Chelsea. And I mean, maybe it's theirs this year. It probably will be. I don't think it's anything to be uh, proud about, but I think it could instill confidence in the team that they need. I mean, what it really shows, Nick, is that they're headed in the right direction again. I guess, yeah. I mean, the fans are not going to be satisfied with a ninth place finish, and they're in ninth yeah, place no. right now. But they're going to be satisfied with the way the team is playing now, considering they started off yeah. so bad. Definitely. I mean, they they were flirting with the R word for a yeah, little bit yeah. with the relegation. I think they were down in like 14th or something. They were 14th and 15th place yeah. for around the first 10, 11 games. Yeah. I, that's unheard of. Yeah. They've definitely got it back together. Yeah. So they're the good this week. Um, shout out to Danny. Um, good people. Uh, a lot of shout outs today. We're going to go and next. Okay. And there's there's not one person that I'm targeting with this. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of people I'm targeting with this. There's a lot. I, I'm not not even anybody in particular. It's just a lot of people. I am so tired of the Chiefs haters. I'm so tired of the Chiefs haters. And do you know why I'm tired of the Chiefs haters? Why is that? I'm tired of the reasons people are giving. I'm tired of people saying I don't like Patrick Mahomes because. He's a diva because he does the hand thing, uh, this and that. If everybody's got a problem with this guy. I mean, a lot of people got a problem with this guy. I have no problem with him. And you know what? He's a winner, and he's still winning. I also can't accept when people say, I don't like the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. Because that is neither here nor there. Nope, it is here and there. Chris. No, it's not. It's not a reason to hate a football team. Uh, absolutely it is. Um, there's no reason that after every touchdown against the Bills, including ones Patrick Mahomes had nothing to do with, Isaiah Pacheco ran for, I think it was like a 12-yard touchdown or whatever it was. The camera goes, who does the camera go to? What does Patrick Mahomes does have the, to do with Taylor Swift? Or Travis Kelsey. Yeah, okay, get it Travis right. Kelsey. If you're going to come at me, get it right. You were just talking about Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. So it has nothing to do with Travis Kelsey. Isaiah Pacheco runs for a touchdown. Who do they cut the camera to? To T-Swizzle. Harrison Butker gets a field goal. Who do they kick the to camera to? T-Swift. There's an interception on defense. Who do they kick it to? T-Swift. And do you know what the common denominator is? The media. I didn't say the media was good. No. But that's not a reason to hate a team. No. What the media is doing is they're making people hate the team. Why does everybody our age either love or absolutely hate the Patriots? It's because everything ever was about the Patriots. The Patriots got every single break. And I know... What you're going to say, Matt Dedona, because I know you listen to every episode, you're going to text me and you're going to say, no, they don't. The Patriots got every single yes, break they did. forever. Yes, there's, they did. There's however many games with, you know, the Patriots were supposed to lose. A call goes their way. The same thing is happening with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the NFL's new darling. They're their money makers. Yep. So they're going to make sure their money makers are in prime position. They're going to make sure they get the most. And, and to be fair, it's just I feel like everybody is just sick of seeing the Chiefs. I think there is that. But I don't like how the how people are are letting the media 
dictate whether or not they like a team. Because when you get down to it, this is not a team that people expected to go this far. This is not a team that has a lot of talent on it. To be fair, Patrick Mahomes did not have a good season. They have no receivers, none. It's true. They have pretty good running backs, but not nothing elite. Uh, Pacheco, sure, but nothing, you know, of the of Christian McCaffrey level or even close to that. So it's just perplexing as to why these casuals are hating on a team that's not even that's overachieving significantly. I agree with you to an extent. However, I speak as a Chiefs hater that the media is pushing an agenda and everyone's sick of most people are sick of seeing it. I agree that the people that say they hate the Chiefs cuz of Taylor Swift that's stupid. Who cares? It's not Taylor Swift's fault and it's not the Chiefs' fault. Right. It would have been the case if it were any team. Yes. Mahomes is a little bit of a baby. I think he expects calls to go his way more than some other people. He complains a lot to the refs. I can see that. But I think it's the media's fault. So I don't blame people that hate the Chiefs if their reasoning is because the media pushes an agenda. Yeah, but they don't see that. Well, if they don't see that, the reason then, that then they're they casuals, give, then they're casuals. That's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. No, There's a lot of casuals, Nick. Uh, a lot of casuals that I've talked to, and I'm I'm mostly talking about like at work. Yeah, people that know I'm into sports, that know I do a podcast, yeah. and that I'm involved in it. They're like, well, oh, what about that Mahomes? He's awful, isn't he? And I'm like, no, I, I like just, I just hate the glazing that they get from the media. They do. They do. Uh, you know, it's the same thing that Sidney Crosby get, Connor McDavid, you know, yeah. in hockey. I mean, Mahomes thing. was an MVP talk the whole season. He wasn't having an MVP season compared to so many other quarterbacks. Exactly. It's, it's what the media does. I get it. I just don't like when the casuals say, I don't like yeah. Mahomes because he's a baby. I agree. What do you mean? Like, how do you quantify what a baby Cause, is? Because they saw one clip of him right. that, that game where they lost to the Bills, was it? When he yes. and Josh Allen had a little skirmish. Exactly. Yeah, they, that was a bad call, bro. So they, they see that. They see the Swift nonsense. Yeah. And it is. It's, it's very dumb when they pan to her. What does it matter? What it matters is she has brought in all of these Swifties that have no desire to watch football. They desire to watch Travis Kelsey. It's all for viewership. Exactly. It is. It, it is. And they're a team that, they, again, these people have no idea that they're completely overachieving right now. Yeah. No. I mean, in a big way. But anyway, that's the eh. Um, I'm glad we could have a mature conversation about this. Because I, I really, I don't like people's reasons. The media is ruining it, sure. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing, too, is the whole point of the media is, right, you're, you you want to not sway anybody here nor there. But, I mean, even if, like, if you look at the NFL's Twitter and Instagram page right when the Kelsey Swift news broke, it was like, oh, we're all Swifties. And then, like, it's like, hey, NFL, like, everybody already thinks you rig it towards the Chiefs. Let's <laughs> not make it look like you're, again, rigging it towards the Chiefs. Right. I completely get that. That I do get. I do. All right, ready for the bad? Oh boy, am Strap I ready in. for the bad? Strap in. This is. I think we should just let Chris talk until the mic stops smoking. Okay. okay. So 
I'm going to read to you what I wrote this morning. Okay. So I wrote Carter Hart was granted an indefinite leave of absence from the Flyers yesterday. I remember telling Melissa yesterday, I was like, I, I'm going to put this in the podcast. Uh, it sucks what goalies go through. I was talking about this during the Islanders game. Uh, you know, she's still, I'm teaching her more about Patrick Waugh, who's the new Islanders coach. I'm not going to really get into that today. Um, but, you know, goalies and in their heads. And I was like, he's dealing, uh, Carter Hart has anxiety, diagnosed anxiety. Uh, it's It's been a struggle for him at times uh, a few seasons ago. Uh, and I said, and it really highlights the importance of mental health and professional athletes. I was going to come down and say, you know what, Carter Hart, take some time off, get the help you need. Yada, yada. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was not the case. Chris, I don't know if Nick knows because he's looking at it pretty funny. Explain to Nick and our viewers why Carter Hart was, now we find out, forced to take an indefinite leave of absence Juicy. from the Flyers. Five players from the 2018 Canada World Junior Team have taken a leave of absence from their clubs. The reason why is because there is a report that five members of that team have been asked to surrender to police for sexual assault charges. Michael McLeod and Cal Foote of the New Jersey Devils, formerly of the Lightning, Cal Foote, Carter Hart of the Flyers, uh, Dylan Dubé of the Calgary Flames, and former NHLer Alex Formanton, who's in, uh, I'm pretty sure, Sweden right now. Um, they've all been granted an indefinite leave. Um, yes, uh, Swiss. Uh, Swiss. The Swiss team is what uh, um, Formanton was on. So that has now happened. And I was giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. He's a little bit of a diva himself, Hart. He, I remember he went on record. He said, I want to be the best goalie in the NHL, and he's far from that. He's having a good year, but go ahead. Can you uh, remind me? So now that I know uh, the context, what did that have to do with the uh, mental health? Is that what he was saying it was for? Or? No, I, others, and I speculation. were speculating okay. before this came out that he took a leave maybe to 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 – check himself into the player assistance program or to, you know, personal like a, time like with a family. Robin, like a Robin Lehner move. Right. When he went to player assistance and went to rehab, uh, essentially. Uh, and, and like so many other players, mostly goalies have done recent, in recent years, Carey Price. Uh, uh, there's a list of goalies. And so that's why I was playing this angle and putting into the bad to say goalies are really scrutinized and that, that red light going off behind you is is really a curse sometimes, but that's not the case. He is involved in a sexual assault um, uh, issue. Yeah, one thing I do want to preface, right? Let's hope, for the, I mean, for the well-being of everything going on, let's hope this is not true because we would never want it to be true. No. Um, if a crime was committed, I hope everybody involved uh, gets the appropriate actions yes. you know, taken against them. But I just want to say, like, an athlete, it, it's tough for athletes. You don't see it as much in hockey, but the the best example was Punt God, Matt Ariza from San Diego State, 
drafted by the Bills. Um, there was a sexual assault allegation. He was immediately released by the team. And we find out three years later, she goes, ha-ha, sorry, made it up. Um, so ruined his career for, for nothing. For her five minutes of fame, they found out he wasn't even you know, relatively near her when she had reported said incident. Um, so again, I hope no crime was committed. I, I, I sincerely do because I don't, you know, we don't want sexual assault to happen ever, obviously. But, you know, this is this is that slippery slope of of allegations that athletes face. And, you know, for, for Carter Hart's sake, let's hope he didn't do anything because you could be a head case. You could have anxiety. You can do whatever you want. You could be a little bit of a diva, but nobody, you know, I hope he's not as bad of a person as the allegations have come out. Yeah, me. I mean, that 2018 World Juniors is going to is gonna be the the thing that taints these guys' reputation if this Absolutely. is found out to be true. And that's really unfortunate because all five of these players have carved out a successful career, yeah. whether it be in Switzerland, like Formenton, or the other four guys who are in the NHL currently making millions of dollars, and so is Formenton overseas in Europe, where uh, I'm pretty sure uh, he lives over there now. Um, like That's where he wanted to be. Um, he was in the NHL for a time, but... For that to happen, I mean, now that was six years ago now. Um, I'm pretty sure Carter Hart's 25, 26. He's my age. He's 25. So these guys were 18, 19 years old when this happened. You're adults still. doesn't matter if you were younger. You're still responsible for what you do. Absolutely. Obviously, uh, if this does come to be true, they're going to be dealt with, and, and that's going to be a problem. I hope they get dealt with, and I hope they get maximum punishment for what they did. Can't do that kind of stuff. That's no good. Um, again, the, um, some people are thirsty, though. You never know. Some people are thirsty for the five minutes, like you said. It, I'm not saying this is the case. God, don't don't let me be on record saying that it is. But we've seen both uh circumstances play out it's yeah it's a real thing that happens to athletes it is it's a curious thing to happen to these five individuals who are so spread out and seemingly have only that in common with each other that they played on that team together because uh they don't play together unless unless it was an incident that happened six years ago or maybe they're still relatively close and they spend time with each other or it was isolated incidents. But regardless of what happens again, like, you know, we, 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 we wish for the best, but if, if the worst is, if the worst comes to be the truth, then, you know, bury these guys. Sorry. Get them out of here. Sorry. On a, on a better note. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, man. Good stuff in no particular order. That was a good, uh, full, rich segment yeah i feel like i like i like having i, I like having nikki here so if one of us needs to step away and like do more research no, it's we can fantastic just pass it over to nikki yeah, love that yeah what a producer does we got to get him a microphone now. i know we got to get a new setup new rig dad has been telling me why you haven't asked him to help oh so you. it's on me that's what he said he said well, you didn't follow up with him oh boy all right, well, next week we might be looking at a new ring. <laughs> uh, that's all, if that's all it takes, then we're going to... His setup is crazy, so like you'll be rocking with that. Oh, I know. Imagine that little thing, you see that? 
Like this. Big. I know yeah, the size yeah, of it. Bro. This is legit. We'll be rocking. We'll be there. We'll get there. Anthony, hold him responsible. Don't you want a new setup too? I mean, of course, we always want to improve, but this is this setup is special to us because we worked really hard for this special. This, this we sold setup, hats for this. This setup, we worked really hard, and I don't know if you guys that bought the hats know I made those. So not only did we sell those hats to you, I purchased, procured, and stitched every single one of those hats. Yes, you did. Um, and we thank you, and we love you very much. Um, <sighs> because this is Nick. You weren't here in the days of the gaming mic. It was rough. It was a rough setup. We had one singular. It was gaming on the coop. Right That's the reason why the coop is here. And now it's kind of just a tradition. Thing. It's a ceremonial coop. One, I, I said early on in this podcast. One day, when we strike it rich, we're going to make a table, get a table in our studio that we have that we that we make, and this is going to be the base of it. But it's going to be like it's going to be like stationary. Nice- I was thinking instead of this, we use a real car that looks like this, like a Lambo. Like if we're striking big, if we strike it rich, yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's a cozy coupe indeed. <laughs> you know who hasn't struck it rich yet is Bill Belichick. Thank God. And you're saying thank God. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I think I've been on record saying it. I think his coaching strategy and his coaching philosophy is incredibly outdated. Uh, there's a reason why the Patriots are bad. There's a reason why, even with the hire of Gerard Mayo, the Patriots are not going to be good for a long time. Um, I don't think the Patriot way works anymore. I think the only reason it worked is because they were constantly winning championships, and what player wouldn't want to go win championships? But if you really pull back, you know, if you pull back the mask, he can't draft talent. He can't draft offensive talent. I mean, yeah, he hit with Gronkowski and he hit with Aaron Hernandez and Edelman. But unless you're really getting, first off, I don't think Edelman's that good. I always think, I think he was a product of Tom Brady. Same thing with Wes Welker. But they never, I mean, who is, who is he drafted? He was handed Randy Moss in free agency. I think it was a free agency or a trade. He was handed Randy Moss. He, I mean, he struck it big on Gronk, and he rode that. He, I mean, he he wore the tires off of Gronk. Yeah, he did. And then, I mean, you got what? Danny Amendola was with the Rams. I don't even like. You can't even name these guys that you had. Tom Brady, exactly. And and I think the Patriot way is an outdated way of coaching. There's a reason why when he said his ideal team is a, a very talented roster that's underachieving. All that means is like, hey, this is a McDonald's being run badly. We need to we need to bring in a, a person that used to run a Chick-fil-A. That's Pretty it. Much. That's all he wants to do. He wants to step in, do his Patriot Way rah-rah BS, and then just, you know, capitalize on talent that he doesn't have to draft. So the Falcons were in talks with him, but that has lost momentum, sources say, in the past few days. The thing, the other thing about it is that Belichick doesn't want to coach a big market team. He I, wants to coach. A, he said it. He wants to coach a, a smaller media market team. So he wants to stay away from these high profile jobs. It's screaming Panthers, and I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid because I don't want him. I, my dad texted me when he was when there was the steam to Atlanta, and he said he's like, "Am I going to be happy? Or are you going to be happy?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Well, where Belichick goes." 
I was like, well, I hope you're happy if he goes to Atlanta because I'll be happy if he goes to Atlanta because I don't <laughs> want him anywhere near the Patriots. Um, it's just, you know, it just to me it seems like there's just a bad, there's just bad vibes there, and that's why you don't see any coaches that come out of the Belichick tree ever be successful. And everybody always says, oh, Vrabel, Vrabel, Vrabel. Vrabel didn't coach with Belichick. He played for Belichick. He coached with Houston, and he was down at Ohio State, and then he went, or Ohio State first, and then he was with Houston. And then he went to Tennessee. So it's like he was never, you don't see these players. So Gerard Mayo, I think it's going to be the same exact situation. I don't think they're really going to move on from any coordinator, from any position players. They said both of Bill's sons still have their job with the team. So I think they're just like, you know, replacing they're replacing a round peg with another round peg instead of changing the mold and doing something different. And, you know, actually, you know, because it's not Mac Jones's fault, really, you know, it's like, I I don't know. I think there needs to be a culture change there. And I think Robert Kraft is hesitant to do it. I talked a lot in that. So when you guys want to, well, I was just going to, I was going to come in and say that you were talking about Vrabel in all of that. And you just told me earlier tonight that he's been connected um, to the Panthers. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a dream come true for me. He interviewed with Atlanta and then flew from Atlanta up to Charlotte for that uh, head coach job. But my thing is why I'm pushing for a guy like Vrabel over Ben Johnson. I think I said this a couple episodes ago, but I think my, you know, the biggest job for a head coach is you're going to get your, you know, you're going to get your savants, we'll call them your play calling guys, your Mike McDaniel, your, Shanahan, people that come from the Shanahan tree, it seems like McVeigh, uh, D'Amico Ryans. But most, I mean, to me, like, I feel like your head coach should just be your motivator. Your head coach should make all your players want to run through a wall and buy into something. And then you need your, you need young, talented coordinators to, to go and then they sprinkle the sauce in. I mean, like, look at Nick Sirianni. The Eagles fell apart. And did Nick Sirianni fall on the sword? No, their OC and their DC did. For what reason? I don't know. So it's, you you want to bring in these guys where maybe they're not the best play caller, but they know how to run a system. They can rally the troops around them. They can get a team to buy into the same philosophy because step one of winning games is being a team. Yeah. Every, huh. every person you've ever heard say, oh, I win, I, you know, I won this like let's say the let's say Baltimore goes ahead and wins the Super Bowl. Odell was out there saying this was the most complete team. This is the first time I felt like a team. This is the best team I've ever been on. The dude has a Super Bowl ring. So it's like I, I think you're Dan like Dan Campbell's not a play calling savant. Dan Campbell has me ready to run through a wall at any given moment. I was just gonna say on the other side of things, the Lions, Dan Campbell and D'Amico Ryan with the Texans, they have a culture. That works with the team very exactly. well. Exactly. And you can tell the players are invested in the team and want to win for the team. Oh, absolutely. You have, I mean, we we make jokes about it, and you're going to hear about it a little later with the whole, like, kneecap thing, with the, the kneecap speech with Dan Campbell, where he's like, oh, you're going to knock us down, but on the way up, we're going to take one kneecap, and on the way up the second time, we're going to take the second kneecap, and then we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. Um, like, everybody thought, like, oh, that's corny. And now we sit back and we look at it, as they're a game away from the Super Bowl, you're like, that was awesome. Like, that had me, like, yeah, it was corny at the time, but, like, I'm ready to run through a wall. Yep. And, and your coach is like, listen, Dan Campbell is going to be able to find another offensive coordinator when he loses Ben Johnson because you know it's going to happen. Ben Johnson's going to go somewhere. But 
everybody's built into that philosophy and it's a philosophy that works right now right so another one where you might see like a head coach's clock expiring mike tomlin i saw that there were talks of an extension there and that's well that's another thing with kind of the patriots way you know the steelers way is i think coaches have a shelf life um and it's just some of the stuff they do just doesn't work anymore. Right. And there's a, and, and that's nothing and that's wrong okay. with them. No, I mean look at look at Ron Rivera with the Panthers. Ron Rivera was great with the Panthers. They started falling off a little bit, and they're like, "Listen, man, this isn't what we want to do right now. We're bringing a new owner, new GM." So let him walk. Then he went to Washington, tried to do the same thing in Washington, and it hasn't worked out. Does that mean Ron Rivera was a bad coach? No, no. Ron Rivera was. I think he has a coach of the year. I think he won a coach of the year in 2016. Brought him to a Super Bowl. 15 in one season, like Ron Rivera was a good coach, but it just doesn't work anymore. The the Steelers, they have their sorry, Chris. No, go they ahead. have their Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin, great coach. They haven't ever had a losing season. He has the longest streak of, you know, the longest streak of winning seasons or the second longest streak of winning seasons to start a career ever. And how many Super Bowls do they have? One on the coattails of one of the best defenses of all time. What have they done the last five years? Gotten bounced out of every playoff they've made a, an appearance to in the first round? I don't think they've won a playoff game in five years. You know, it doesn't mean Tomlin's a bad coach. It just means that the way he coaches, it's just not working anymore. Right. I love Mike Tomlin. I, I personally do. I, he's so synonymous with that team. Well, my see, my favorite thing about Mike Tomlin is he is a direct product of the Rooney rule. I don't know if you knew that. Is he? Yes. So the Rooney rule was, for those of you that don't know what the Rooney rule is, it is uh, NFL teams in a hiring cycle have to interview at least one minority or one woman now um, for a head coach position or whatever vacancy. It goes with general manager, goes with all that. So uh, that rule had been introduced when the Steelers had fired Bill Cowher. And I believe they were going to hire somebody else. Um, and then the NFL was like, no, there's a new rule. You have to hire a minority. Mike Tomlin was a position coach at the time, I think. I don't remember with who. And they interviewed him, and like he blew the doors off the interview, and they're like, ah, oh, we're going with this guy. So it's just it's it's cool to me to see like him be the direct product of like, hey, this works out. It's not just like a diversity hire. Like He can go and win a Super Bowl. And, and, <laughs> right. You know and what I mean? Like He's been there forever. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, uh, wow. Good stuff. Good stuff, Anthony. It, um, wow. Yeah, let's keep it moving in the NFL. What are we looking at? What? What are we, time-wise, what are we looking at? Oh, I was just checking our levels. Oh, I Our time is brilliant. Oh, are we good? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, we're, we're in, we're cooking right now. Yeah. So let's, um, not a major preview, because we'll do that Super Bowl time, but I did want to, um, talk a little bit about the NFC and AFC championships game championship games this weekend um uh, both games are on the 28th which is sunday right um i think it's gotta be because yeah the 29th. i think they're both saturdays or sunday sunday yeah. yeah i think it's a 3 30 and a 6 30 yeah, that is, i do know which is nice that's so nice amazing that's so nice. i love that yes all right so let's start off with the chiefs versus the ravens and again we talked a lot about the chiefs already um in terms of who's got the edge and where, I mean, I think the Ravens have the edge in a lot of areas. Maybe not running backs, but pretty much everywhere else, 
I think the Ravens have a distinct advantage in this game. Uh, yeah, the Ravens, I mean, they're not they're not just winning these playoff games. They're beating the hell. I mean, they only played one, obviously, but they beat the hell out of Houston. And Houston looked like a good team. Like, yes. I said, I was like, I think it's going to be bombs over Baghdad, and I was right. Like, it was a, it was a blowout. But at the time, it's like, can you ever really count out the Chiefs? We everybody was like, "Oh, Travis Kelsey's cooked. He's done. He's not. He's not done anymore. He's not a good player anymore." Dude had two touchdowns. Two last touchdowns. Weeks. So it's it's one of those where it's that experience that it's just like, oh, not the Chiefs again. I saw a stat: Patrick Mahomes has been in the NFC Championship game every year since he's been a starter. I mean, you know, there's something to or be AFC, said about not that. NFC, AFC right. Championship game. There's something to be said about that. And this is the first one he's had to play on the road. He's hosted every other one. He does know how to win. He's that's, a winner. That's the thing is they've built that team. To, you know, it's a great team. They've built it very, very well. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be in cap space hell in a, in a couple of years. But, hey, if you win three if you win three Super Bowls in six years, I'm okay with cap space I hell. Mean, they're a game away from it, and they could win this game. Yeah. Um, I think the keys to this game, if we're really going to talk about it, um, I think Baltimore just needs to play Baltimore defense because they're just so good at everything. Um, they're good. They have they have linebackers that can run with Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray. They have the run stopping ability of, you know, they have the run stopping ability to shut down Isaiah Pacheco. But the one thing I do want to say is the game last week against the Bills, right? So the Bills have played the Chiefs in the last what two playoffs, three playoffs in a row now. I think. Fact check me if I'm wrong, but I think they've played in the last two or three in a row. Um, but every time the Bills would play the Chiefs in the playoffs, the Bills would always try to just outscore, outgun show the Chiefs. And it never worked because the Chiefs always had that firepower. This year, instead of trying to outpower the Chiefs, which they could have done, the Chiefs don't have the same firepower as before, you're going to have to win in a shootout. The, the Bills sat back and they played conservatively and it bit them. So the last two years or whatever it was, they should have, sat back and played a conservative and kept the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Now it's like, no, we want, you know, we're going to win these shootouts because the Chiefs don't have it anymore. So that's the only thing I'm kind of afraid of is are the, you know, are the Ravens built for a shootout? Because we see them score effectively, but for the most part, their defense is so dominating where, you know, 34 to 10, 28 to 10, you know, 28, 12, like games like that, like you're used to seeing them hold their opponents to, you know, under 20 points now with the chiefs yeah they're not as good as the chiefs of of before they don't have eric b they don't have tyree kill they don't have prime travis kelsey but they still score man they still we saw it against miami we saw it against buffalo not the best defense not as good as defense as the ravens but on any given day no, exactly exactly and one thing that always drives me crazy about the chiefs and sp- specifically patrick mahomes is any time they need a play, Patrick Mahomes makes it. Every, every time. time. Every single time. It happens every time, and that's why they're winners. I got the Ravens. Oh, yeah. No, I do too. It's just, I, I think it's going to be. Sunday. Do you have the Chiefs? I hate that you said that. I have the Chiefs Sunday. I hate that you said that. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. I, don't okay. th- I think everyone's used to the Mahomes miracle. I don't think, I don't see one on Sunday. All right. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm wrong, but I think it happens. Think they're gonna win? I hate that. Oh, I'm not mad at you for it. I just I hate that. 
Just it's, I want another team. It's just, <laughs> I'm so sick of seeing it. Hey, I'm all for new teams. I just think the Chiefs are going to win. And like this year would just be a nightmare. Like they're already saying on Twitter. Like I think it was FanDuel tweeted like, "Oh, if the Chiefs win, should tra- uh, should tra- uh, Taylor Swift get a ring?" Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real tweet. And I was like, "Oh, dude, like you can't, you can't." And that's this is going back to your eh, where it's like this is why people hate you. This is why people hate you. Anthony Panthony. Lions Niners is the other game on Sunday. So the interesting thing about this, I know I already know who Nick thinks is gonna win. And I'm going against that too. Yes, I am. The Lions last playoff road win was in nineteen fifty seven against the Niners. That doesn't matter. But it's been a long time since the Lions won a playoff game on the road. Um, none of our parents were even a thought at that time. Uh, Did you say 57? Yeah. My grandmother was 12 or 13. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> none of our parents were even a thought at that point. Uh, the last time the Lions won a playoff game on the road. So... Here's what I gathered, and then I want Anthony to say. I I was searching for stuff for some points to make today. So what I really found that was interesting and I wanted to say is that Cleet uh, Blakeman is refereeing the game. And if you remember the, uh, the game, the playoff game against Green Bay in 2019, there were a lot of controversial calls and non-calls in that game that Cleet Blakeman made. uh, And Lions fans are just not going to like that he's officiating the game. There were other flags picked up in games this season by him too that that would seemingly tilt the field against the Lions. I don't think there's a Cleet Blakeman versus the Lions issue. I think the NFL as a whole has an official uh, an officiating issue. Now the reason I think that is because these guys are not like MLB umpires where they have a union and they go to training. These guys have normal jobs. Normal jobs. Like, there's one where it's like, oh, yeah, he's an accountant for yeah. six months out of the year, and then he's an NFL official. Uh, I think the NFL needs to stop being so cheap. I think Goodell needs to do something where these guys can unionize, and they can. this can be their job. Because the officiating we see is so bad. Ugh. It's it's game changingly bad. It's not even a word. It's, when when people when they go out and they they pull out the chains for the spot, like when there's a challenge of a spot, it is so poor where they're spotting the ball. Almost every time they spot the ball, it's wrong. Yeah, it's. I mean, and and it's like technology is so cool. Like for Madden, I don't know if you know this. For Madden, I think NHL did it too. They uh, EA, when I say they, EA didn't tell any of the like public, but they were putting RFID trackers like inside pads and stuff like that. So it's like, hey, when Isaiah Pacheco runs in real life, we have his stats that he runs this fast. This is how we're determining speed. So like, it's cool to put all that in there. You have the Amazon stuff where it's like, oh, this was a 18% catch probability and blah, blah, blah. Why can't you just put something small on the ball and then something small on the markers and be like, oh, if it passes this line, a noise will go off or a light will light up. Like that's like you can't do that, really. You said it. It's cheap. I, what I 
what drives me nuts, uh, and Blakeman, like I said, so he was also tied for the most flag pickups this season, like 46 flag pickups this season in games, which is a lot. Uh, he was tied. I forget who he was tied with, but he was tied for the most. Um, so that, oh, that brought up a whole different point for us. But So that's going against the Lions. The 49ers can also expose the Lions' pass defense. Not the run. The run defense of the Lions is excellent. But the pass defense is 27th in the league, uh, giving up almost 250 yards a game in the air, which is a lot. Uh, especially in a playoff game, especially against Brock Purdy um, and the Niners. Uh, the, I mean, what the what the the Lions did was they they identified their weaknesses over the last few years, and they're like, "Hey, we can't address all of these, so let's get good at doing one thing." They got very very good at controlling both lines. They can stop the run, and they can run the ball almost at will. Um, so, I think McCaffrey is going to be halted a little bit i don't think he's going to be able to go inside the tackles as much as they want him to uh they being you know shanahan and the 49ers but that's the thing is they're going to have to open it and this is where we're going to see brock purdy let's see what you're made of because it's not going to be don't lose this game i think it's going to have to be go win this game yeah um, and we haven't had to see that out of Brock Purdy yet. Uh, I don't think he can do it. I've been on record flip-flopping pretty badly on Brock Purdy. I said he was trash, and I was like, no, he's actually good, and now he's trash. I just, again, I, I don't, I can't see, I can't see him going out to win this game. Like, there's a reason Baker didn't beat the Lions, because Baker couldn't go out and win that game. If you had a quarterback that can go out and win a game, that I don't think the Lions make it past last week. And I don't think you're alone in that. I've read a lot of articles uh, of of people saying just about the same thing about Brock Purdy today, yesterday, Monday, all of them seemingly were saying, "Can this guy win a game?" And you know, like, can he go out like you're saying and win the game, Brock Purdy? That's the, that's I think that's the thing. It's going to be a close game one way or the other. So I don't, you know, you'll you'll see that reflected in my bet the rent, but. I can't. I, I sincerely cannot see Brock Purdy going to win the game, especially with a tenacious pass rush, especially without the help of his elite running game in Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Debo is going to be back, which is a big point, but it's like he's going to have to pass the ball, and it's going to be shaky if he's going to make those good decisions or not. I got the 49ers with ease. You think with ease? I do. And wait, 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 wait. Don't take that from me. I'm not see, done talking. See, I would have thought you were going with the Lions. No shot. I think the Lions are frauds, honestly. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. I, seriously, I do not think if you put... This is what I'm going to tell you right now. 100% no doubt. If the Lions beat the 49ers, they are not beating either team that makes it through. There is not a shot on this planet. Lions already beat the Chiefs. Okay, and they're not doing it in the playoffs, though. Yeah, you're right. They also didn't have Chris Jones in that game. Yeah. Like I said, I knew who Nick was going to pick, and i picking the Lions to win this game. I'm going with the Niners. Um, and, and that, I love I, mean, I love that you both went against me on both games. I that, love that. I mean, and that can kind of reflect that can kind of reflect bet the rent, which we can ease right into. Go for it, Anthony. So I chose. I, we really need to coordinate, Nick and I, because we're the ones that do the parlays. So I have a parlay. I do a parlay. Well, NFL. I apologize. Well, you used to do college, and I used to do Thursday night. True. But now we're not. Yeah. 
<laughs> gonna, I'm not out of games. We're gonna have to start going. We're gonna have to start going basketball. Yeah, um, I'll do the so, my bet the rent. Um, you know, I'm feeling good because I said I had the script last week, and guess what? Your boy had the script. I I, uh, I won an off the script one, but anyway, I hit on the plus one thousand last week, and that was a last minute one. I Did you it. bet on that one? No, I forgot to put money on it. There's a reason that this episode was called. Uh, there's a reason this episode was called "Getting Creative Here" and not "Eating the Money Ant One." So <laughs> we won. We won. <laughs> A plus a thousand hit, so I'm feeling good, and I went up to a plus twenty two hundred. Of course you did, and I not think, keep it at plus one thousand. Absolutely not. You gotta go. You gotta go bigger, baby. Um, nonetheless, brother, uh, my bet the rent plus twenty two hundred. This is gonna be fun, right? So I have the Lions plus seven, but I also have San Francisco money line. Oh, now the reason I did that, I think, I mean, it's pretty self explanatory. I think the Lions cover. They're gonna play a close game. And I think San Francisco is going to squeak out a win. Like a field goal at the end of the game sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, I saw it on Twitter. Shout out to, I don't know what, he does some blog now, but he was my old district manager at Lids. Shout out Jason Aponte. Good follow on Twitter if you're a Niners fan. Um, but he said it's better to almost lose than to almost win. And I think that's going to be the case. It was the case last week against the Packers. I think it's the case this week against the Lions. I think they're going to squeak out a win. I think the Lions cover, but the Niners win. I also, I'm riding, I'm riding this from last week. We went with the K dot and anytime touchdown. I'm going with the George Kittle anytime wow. touchdown. Um, the the Niner or the the Niners obviously rely on Kittle a lot, especially in the red zone, especially if they can't run the ball. Um, and I think that's going to be big because I think the Lions will clamp down on that run in the red zone. So I think Kittle's going to be a big a target, big season for them. Yeah, and again, like the the. The Detroit Lions don't play great against the tight ends. We saw last week with K-Dot. We saw it the week before with Tyler Higby before his knee exploded. Um, so that's one. I have a Jameer Gibbs anytime touchdown. The guy's been an end zone magnet. Um, I think they're not going to be able to pound the ball. I think they're going to have to kind of go on the outsides and, and really test Bosa and Chase Young, the run defense. And, and you know, up the middle, you're going to have to deal with with Fred Warner and all that. So I think you're going to go more to towards a speed. Uh, and he's also involved in the pass game. So I'm going with that. And especially involved in the pass game, I'm going Jameer Gibbs over, this is an alternate spread, over 75 rushing and receiving I yards. I love that one. Um, I love that pick. Adds value, but he gets the ball in a lot of facets, and I think they're going to have to rely on playmakers. So I would expect Amon Ra, Laporta, and Gibbs to get the ball a lot. And then to end it off, this hit last week. Let's try it again. Golf over 200 passing yards. Um, it's an alternate. It's an alternate line. I didn't want to touch Brock Purdy, so I went with Jared Goff. So round that up at a plus 22. You're sighing because it doesn't sound crazy. Plus, <laughs> I like three of those. Okay, it's not bad. But again, plus 2200. Lions plus seven. San Francisco money line. Kittle anytime touchdown. Gibbs anytime touchdown. Gibbs over 75 rushing and receiving yards. Jared Goff over 200 passing yards. I, That's bet they're in. Now, if I was going to do one, I would take this parlay and get rid of the middle three. I'd go Lions to cover plus seven, the Gibbs over 75 rushing, receiving, and the Goff 200 plus. Nice and safe. I don't like the any, and I think the Lions are going to win. That's why I wouldn't do San Francisco. I wouldn't bet against what I think. 
but I hate the anytime touchdowns because there's no wiggle room there. It's either yes or no. And it's it's so much harder, and it boosts the odds so much, obviously. I completely get it. I had an anytime touchdown. Uh, what was it, Rashad White I had? Yeah. Anytime yes, touchdown yes, uh, last week in the parlay that I won uh, with my free bet. Um, uh, I was so thrilled, and, and he scored a touchdown, a late touchdown in yeah. that game. Uh, anyway, Nick, go ahead. And keep in mind, these will be uh, posted uh, shortly <laughs> after the episode comes out. Wow. And um, also, I think I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, wait, I'm happy that you did the Lions game because I did the other game. Nice. So, so, I coordinated that without even knowing. I have a fun one today. <laughs> what is it? Plus 32,500? Plus 7,800. <laughs> And it's very easy, too. It's very easy. It's very easy, and just relax here for a second. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown scorer. Okay. I see it. Everyone's happy so far. I hate that, but okay. Okay. No one else is scoring for the Chiefs, so it has to be Travis Kelsey. I got got under 44.5 in the game. I think both defenses are very good. I do think both defenses are very good. I think I don't think we're gonna see many points right, in this game. Away from this one, and um, here come. There's only one other leg, <laughs> <laughs> so so for this to go to plus seven thousand eight hundred, I mean, you know, it has to be something special <laughs> for the uh, champion. Oh uh, no, the conference championships. We got Lamar Jackson to score two rushing touchdowns in this game. I take it. that as a straight bet. I I don't hate that. I would take that as a straight bet. The two touchdowns. That's the best one out of the three. I I don't hate that. I hate that. I don't hate that. That's actually not that bad. Not terrible. Only three legs. Only three things have to happen, man. That get, is not you know bad. what? If he's in a good mood, get him on the airwaves. Only three things. Three legs. It's that easy. Wow. And um. I, I I like what you were saying about what you would do if you would do our bets, cause water it down. Feel free to water this down. You re- Feel honestly free to do one rushing touchdown for Lamar. Feel free to do over sixty five uh, uh, rushing receiving for Gibbs. Feel yeah. free to do one seventy five plus for Goff. Water it down. And you can do things like that. I know that. Um, so I usually only do a bet when I have a free bet. So I I do them. I do them, uh, you opt in on yeah. FanDuel and you get the the no sweat. I lost by a yard on my second bet uh, last weekend. That always happens. Um, it's always one leg, one yard. It was one yard, uh, a half yard, really. But anyway. Was it, uh, who was it, James Cook? Yes. I, it was Cook 61. You read about that? What? what happened? He went into the fourth quarter with 67 yards. His Four plays in the fourth quarter were negative two, negative three, zero, and one. That's why I thought because I had it hit. Yeah. It was hit, yep. and then he went down. Yep. That was That's... his four plays in the fourth. It put him under by half a yard. Exactly, and yeah. that was me. He needed 61 and a half. He had 61. Yep. It's a bad beat. That is a bad beat. It's about as bad a beat as it gets, but I had already won one that day, so yeah. I was I was fine with it. Yeah. Anyway, um. I do my NHL one. Um, I like doing these NHL ones. I hit on a lot of the NHL ones. I just haven't hit on a bet the rent NHL yeah. one in a while. I've hit one. Um, 
They're all Saturday games, Nick. The problem is the lines aren't out until Friday, oh, okay, so you can't yeah. put the graphic up until they come out. I always look all for right, them. So at the... expect the post on Friday. Everyone. Yes, Stars money line versus the Capitals. Uh, I the Stars are a very good team. Um, the Capitals are having a decent season. I think the Stars are a safe bet at home against the Capitals like that pick. on Saturday. I have the Coyotes covering plus one and a half at the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes have had a lot of issues lately with goaltending. Um, it's been a little bit of a carousel. Injuries, bad performances. I don't know that the Coyotes win, but I think they could at least push the game to overtime uh, or just lose yeah. by one. They could win that game, too. The Coyotes are not having a bad season at all. I think they cover plus 1.5 at the line. Hurricanes. And then I have the Canucks minus 1.5 versus the Blue Jackets. The Canucks are at home. The Blue Jackets are a bad team. The Canucks are one of the best teams. Um, I think the Canucks can blow the doors off of them. Um, it'll land. It's probably going to land you around plus three fifty to plus four fifty. Um, those are the bets I make in football. Those are the ones that I've been winning in hockey and in football. Um, but yeah, I think we have. Honestly, I think those are three really good ones this week. I'm not saying they're guarantees, but I was just going to say I feel like we can make a lot of money this week. I don't. I don't hate them to be honest with you. I don't think they're bad. I think we're getting better at it. As, we, as time goes. Well, it's funny because I hit my first one. The first yeah. one I ever wrote up hit, and I was like, wow, oh, I've been betting for years, and I just hit my first one. So, no, You know what? Most of the time you lose. Yeah. You're going to lose even if it seems like some of them are a slam dunk and you lose. And then you're like, oh, my God, the Kittle for a Kittle anytime touchdown was plus 3,000. Why couldn't I just pick that and throw you, 100 George. at I that? Hate you. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing with gambling, too, where gamble responsibly, ladies and gentlemen, first off. But that's the thing where it's like you put 10 to win 100. Like the first thing I thought when the parlay hit was like, damn, if I put 100, I just want a rack. Like that's the first thing I thought of. And you would never have done that. No, no, because anytime I would ever bet 100, it's like, yeah, it's not even close. But that's my thing where it's like, oh, man, like. We should just it, we we need a next year if we don't get picked up we'll, we'll need a sports and spaghetti account where we just leave everything right. in there and you just throw a hundred at something yeah and just oh man, one time you're gonna make that thousand it's well, gonna be see sweet. that's the thing is if we were this is why gambling doesn't well it appeals to me obviously I'm I'm real close to being addicted to it but the reason I'm not I don't think is because I don't have the money to make big money it's like if I lose ten bucks it's like ah I lost ten bucks where it's like if I was betting, you know, five hundred to win five thousand, like yeah, that's that's a huge, it's a huge boost right there. But, I could but, never. But fifty bucks to win five hundred is like, eh, it's five hundred bucks. Fifty to win five hundred is way too much for me. This is a TikTok account I follow. I could send it to you guys, but maybe you've seen it already. <laughs> uh, this guy he does every night one dollar bet to win a million. I swear to God, one dollar oh bet twenty million, and it's like twenty NBA legs, like all these guys to get over thirty points, and like everything has to. Go. But he's gotten close a couple times. He's oh gotten real, like a couple legs off a couple times. It's crazy. That would just. I would send it to you guys. That it's would crazy. break me. Yeah, it's it's crazy. One to win, and he. Everyone in the comments always says, "Oh, I watered this down and it hit." So like, they're actually good bets. Like he does his research, but like, it's just like miracle needs to happen. So I saw one, and I think Eli did it last year. Um, 
if you do uh, in baseball, if you do, I think it's you start with like a hundred bucks when the season starts, and you just put, uh, I think it's like either a dollar or however much. I think it's like no, because there's thirty teams, so it'd be fifteen. There's thirty baseball teams, right? Yep. So it'd be fifteen games on opening day, so one hundred and fifty bucks. I, I saw something that said if you put a hundred and fifty bucks on every underdog every day, you end up positive or not? Yeah, ten dollars on each underdog. So it's one hundred and fifty dollars the first time, and you do ten on every team getting runs because they're like baseball is so unpredictable like if you do that by the end of the season you're going to be positive money so it's like that might be something we might be something i throw my hat <laughs> in the ring on just to try that out wow but i think we we move it along to grammy's, yeah, grammy's grinders. grinders of the week mine's going to be long so if nikki has one we'll start with oh, nikki dear god what is this oh it's it's a good one chris that's what i was doing my research on that's good Nikki, start, take it away. It's one person. No, it's okay, uh, I'll take it away here. Uh, I got a grinder this week. That's terrible. And it is in spite of Chris and how he seems to always talk about the Islanders when it comes to the NHL on this podcast. So I went in the hockey direction, but against the Islanders. So did I. Oh, not. Dude, we're always on the same page, man. Like, I always do NBA when you do NBA. I went against the Islanders. Wait, so I'm, what? Sure I'm not doing the same person as you. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're good. All right. Well, not against the Islanders. I just not for the Islanders. Oh. Because you always talk about I'm, the Islanders. I'm going directly against oh, the Islanders. Oh, okay. I went with uh, Nikita Kucherov. Nice. You been, should. He might have been on here before. I don't know. But he's having. Oh, dude, you can have a repeat. An unreal season. Benny's been on there multiple times. <laughs> he's had multiple. Yeah. It probably won't be probably the last. Not. Uh, he's having an unreal season. He's leading the league in points with 80 right now. Yeah, just and insane. In his last six games, he has 13 points. In his last eight, he has 16 points. Mm, and two points per game. Last night, he had a hat trick against Philly. Yes, he did. Uh, and an assist. So he has just been carrying the Lightning. I'd have to say because they're not doing the best this year. But no, they're he a playoff is spot though. Doing unreal. No, so, good. That's uh, he's good my one. grinder of the week. That's a great one. Mine oh, go- I have an honorable mention. Do you want me to do that after? Or no, go ahead. Not? All right, my honorable mention is Felipe. Shout out Felipe. Because it's his birthday. Shout out Felipe. Shout out Felipe. He's Grammy an honorable grinder. mention Grammy grinder tonight. He is. He's grinding through school right now. Yeah. It's, uh, and he's, he's grinding our great. podcast, dedicated yeah. to it. So shout out him. That's right. We love Felipe. All right. So mine actually goes directly against the Islanders. Um I'm not going to say anything bad about the team because Lane Lambert is finally gone. Uh, Patrick Waugh the new coach. I'm super thrilled about it. In the two games the Islanders have played since he's taken over, they've they've looked like a completely different team. Um, but my Grammys grinder of the week is Aiden Hill, the goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights. You might know his name because he won them a Stanley Cup last year. Um, he, they rode him all the way to the final and, and to the championship. Um, it was Aiden Hill's first game since December 17th and his first full game since, um, just after Thanksgiving on November 27th, he's been injured at a few rough games before that. Um, he delivered an unbelievable goaltending performance against the Islanders last night. The Islanders outshot Vegas 42 to 29, which is 
insane if you know the Islanders. Uh, that's what Patrick Waugh has instilled in them. And just to get, It's just fabulous. It was so great to watch the game. I say, even in a 3-2 loss, it was great to watch that game. It was so nice. I wasn't mad. Anyway, Aiden Hill, 40 saves against the Islanders for a 3-2 win in his first full game in almost a month. Aiden Hill, your Grammys Grinder of the Week. All right, so much to the chagrin of Chris, uh, I got a look when he went over the notes and saw mine. My Grammys grinder does not go to a person, nay, nay. It's just so predictable. Does my Grammys grinder go to a dog this week? No, it doesn't. So, it's so predictable. My Grammys grinder goes to the state of Minnesota. Now, why does it go to the state of Minnesota? Because Minnesota sports uh, historically has been kicked Let's you know. Let's save the pleasantries. They've been kicked in the nuts in every of the big four sports. Minnesota is a cursed city. I think um, I've noticed that it's since a cursed city state. I've noticed that since. Thanks, Chris. I've noticed that since I've started watching the Wild. Um, I've seen it. You see it with the Twins. I don't know how you know basketball goes. You see it with the Vikings. I think they're how cursed. come none of the teams have a city name. That's why I kind of said city. They're all Minnesota, but they all most of them play in St. Paul. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless. So now, why is the state of Minnesota? They had a good week. L- let's let's be real. They had a good week. Kirill Kaprizov uh, shared the league lead in points last week um, and goals. Um, he had five goals, three assists, and they've been winning. Um, one of those games, he had a hat trick. It's his second career hat trick. He's the fourth. Minnesota Wild with more than uh, more than one hat trick, which is pretty cool. Um, and somehow, Minnesota's four points out of a wild card spot, which blows my mind. They're playing Nashville as we record this, or it's starting soon. No, um, good for honestly. Shout out to the Wild because they're grinding. They are grinding. <laughs> they really right are. Now. Um, you know, this is a team where it's maybe they trade Flower, maybe they keep Flower for a playoff push. I think it's all over the place. I think you trade Flower. I think That's, he's gone. Yeah. Um, Next up, um, my favorite non-Yankee, I think of all time, definitely growing up, Joe Maurer to the Hall of Fame. Uh, just a great guy. Um, could have played, was the number one overall pick in the NFL, or um, uh, number one, or he was a first-round draft pick. I don't think he was number one, but it was for MLB and, um, oh, no, I lied. I, that was bad. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year for baseball and football. He had a full scholarship to play baseball or football. He chose baseball. That was tough. Tough to get out of that. Um, right. Joe Maurer, career numbers, looking at it. He's a career 306 hitter. That is just excellent for a catcher. Are you kidding me? 143 home runs, 2,123 hits, slugged, wow. career slugging percentage, 439, OPS, 827. Guy won three gold gloves, three batting titles, five silver sluggers, an MVP. And now you are in the Hall of Fame. That dude played till he fell apart. And the best part is... Joe Maurer, you know where he's from? St. Paul, Minnesota, brother. He's a hometown kid. kid. Now, you don't think it stops at Joe Maurer, do you? Anthony Edwards, Minnesota Timberwolves. We know I don't like basketball. This one's fun. Last 10 games, Anthony Edwards is averaging 22 points, uh, 5.5 assists, 5.5 rebounds. And the Minnesota Timberwolves themselves are actually playing very, very well. Um they are second in the division. Listen to him talk about basketball. It's crazy, right? 
This is the first. <laughs> it is a first. It's like Nikki trying a sweet potato. I I apologize. They're first in the Northwest Division. Records thirty and thirteen. They look great. That means they've won thirty and lost thirteen. Yet. Yeah, I know. Okay, I know that. I just want to let you know because you don't know basketball. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> gotcha. They had a bad beat the other day. Didn't you know that? Yeah, they lost. Who they lose to? I thought you said you knew. No, I looked. <laughs> I just looked at it. I just Honest saw it. To God, I couldn't tell you, but I know. Um, Cat put up 62, and they were chasing stats. Yeah. You saw that whole story? Yeah. yeah. You think it stops there because that's the only thing in season. No, oh, no. Boy. NFL uh, amongst the coaching carousel. You'll see it in a second, Chris. He's making a face. How NFL, is this even possible? NFL amidst the um, coaching carousel. My uh, Minnesota hasn't made any moves, but... I want to give a shout-out to Justin Jefferson. We talked about... For what? Being injured on my team Can all season on the bench? Your turn. No, go ahead. The floor's yours. Your turn. <laughs> love getting him going. Justin Jefferson. Now, the reason we talked about Dan Campbell's kneecap speech, um, there was a fan at the game in uh, Detroit last week that had a sign that says kneecap and then a picture of the Vikings with a check mark. And then other kneecap, picture of the Rams logo with a check mark, hunk out of them, and then a picture of the um, of the Bucks. And the NFL's team or the NFL's Twitter team actually posted this. Now, if you're thinking, what does Justin Jefferson have to do with this? Justin Jefferson came out and said, Man, y'all should not have posted this. You're wild for that. This ain't cool. Now, if you're thinking, why is he saying that? Let's look back at the last uh, the first two where it says kneecap, other kneecap. In the game when the Lions played the Minnesota Vikings last week of the season, um, I believe it was last week of the season, or second to last, whatever it was, whenever they played the Vikings, um, they took out TJ Hawkinson, dirty play, ACL, MCL torn, one kneecap, not cool. Second one, other kneecap against the Rams, Tyler Higbee, ACL, MCL torn, dirty hit, not cool. So... It's cool to see Justin Jefferson, who is, I mean, he's a fan favorite. He's, I think he's the most popular, it has to be Hemorrhage March Ace, the most popular player amongst, you know, ages 6 to 16, Everybody 17. Everybody loves Jefferson these guys. Yeah. The gritty has taken over the world, especially for suburban white kids, which is real funny to watch. Um, but it's cool. Shout to- out, Camp. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to see Justin Jefferson stand up against the NFL and and point out and have his teams back and, and know that, you know, it's against the Lions and old rivalries don't die. So shout out to the entire state of Minnesota. Shout out Joe Meyer, Joe Maurer, Kirill Kaprizov, um, Anthony Edwards, and Justin Jefferson. I love how Anthony talked to me the same way the exact same way I talk to my students right there. Your turn. <laughs> ah, mine is, I'll wait. I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Train coming through. Train coming one minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, take us away, brother. We had fun. Thanks, Nick. Uh, this, this has been Nick and Chris and Anthony uh, on Sports and Spaghetti. Follow up. Now, now is the time. Strike. <laughs> strike not... before we hit it big, guys. Yeah, hop on. Follow us on Instagram at Sports and Spaghetti Pod and on TikTok at Sports and Spag Pod. Make sure you like, comment, let us know what you think. Felipe, I'm looking at you. 
Um, I'm not even going to tell you I mentioned you. I'm just going to wait for your comment. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, have a good week. Enjoy the 54 degrees as you're listening to this on your way to work tomorrow on Thursday morning. Um, yeah. All right, Anthony. All right. As always, take care of your loved ones. Try a sweet potato. <laughs> and as always, stay full.